in the 1964 Supreme Court case of Jacob Ellis versus Ohio, Justice Potter Stewart had a problem. And that was, how do you define obscenity? And as he struggled to define it, he settled on this. I know it when I see it. 50 years later, many people are still in that same situation when it comes to mental toughness. But today on the Ripple Tank, we're going to take a shot at actually defining it. Welcome back or welcome to the Ripple Tank. This is your host, Mark Cheney, certified mental performance consultant through the Association for Applied Sports Psychology and director of mental performance at Faith Lutheran High School. And thanks for coming back for our series on mental toughness. In our last episode, we talked about some of the surprising benefits of mental toughness off the field and outside the gym, in the classroom, in the workplace. And we said if all these benefits are so evident, then why aren't we training people in it? And I think the, the reason we don't train people in that is that just like our Chief Justice Potter Stewart, we have a hard time actually defining what it is. And so today on the Ripple Tank, we're going to look at how we can create ripples of mental toughness by actually wading through some of the research and getting it down to a manageable definition. So England has won one World Cup in rugby, and its coach at the time was Sir Clive Woodward. And I really love his approach to learning. He calls it a 3D approach, which is to discover, distill, and do. And that's really the process I took as I got into the mental toughness literature. I spent a lot of time discovering just who had studied it, what context they had looked at it in, and how they assessed it. And then I tried to distill that down into something that we as teachers and coaches and leaders can actually use to help people get better. Because as I'll share today, there are some definitions out there that are just horrendous. And they're the very thing that cause people to get frustrated with the field of psychology and education. On the whole, I find that a lot of people use the lack of mental toughness more than even the presence of mental toughness when they describe an athlete or a performer. And typically when they do this, they're talking about these inner indicators, or shall we say counter indicators. It's somebody who lacks composure in a pressure situation. They're emotionally reactive. They make bad decisions at critical junctures. Their self-talk is very negative. They're unwilling or unable to adapt in a changing situation. They're inconsistent. And when the going gets tough, they will give up rather than persist. And when situations go against them, they fold rather than demonstrate any kind of resilience. And so frequently, they use the blanket term of that athlete, that student, that employee lacks mental toughness. And it, that's really understandable because if 
for the last 20 years, people in the field of performance and sports psychology have struggled to really define mental toughness. And let me give you a taste of why that is. In the first place, it's really an umbrella term for a lot of things that, that we want to see in our athletes. So some people have taken a very broad view of it, and some people have taken a really narrow view. As a result, there's one definition out there that only describes four characteristics. And there's another that has 32 different characteristics that fall under the mental toughness umbrella. And then, in the world of academia, you get published by coming up with something unique. And so rather than come up with a common definition, I feel like many people in the field have tried to take their own approach, something that's going to distinguish them and hopefully lead to academic tenure. Some people use outcomes to decide, describe the concept and other people use behaviors and other people use the word traits. And then there's the question, is it more mindset? Is it personality? Is it behavior? Is it genetic? And as we'll see, it's actually all of those things. So bear with me as I give you a taste of some academic jargon. One of the leading researchers in the field defines mental toughness as the natural or developed psychological edge that enables you to cope better than your competitors with the demands of performance and to remain more determined, focused, confident, and control. That was courtesy of Graham Jones. That sounds pretty good, but it's also a mouthful. Try this one. It comes from Gucciardi and L. It's a collection of values, attitudes, behaviors, and emotions that enable you to persevere and overcome any obstacle, adversity, or pressure experienced, but also to maintain concentration and motivation when things are going well to consistently achieve your goals. Well, that's even more of a mouthful. And then you have something like this, a dispositional construct that allows individuals to deal with obstacles, distractions, pressure, and adversity from a wide range of stressors. Well, bless the researchers and what they do is important, but we could really say it a lot more simply. So let's use some high-level coaches to do that. Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens simply says, toughness is being able to physically and emotionally perform your task through any condition. That's a little more straightforward and to the point. Nick Saban simply defines it as, what does it take to break you? And he came with that uh, definition when some workers were installing storm windows at his home in Florida. And so in that process, he asked them, how do you know that one brand is stronger than another? And they said, we measure the toughness of the window by identifying the breaking point that each window has. And from that point forward, Coach Saban has used that anytime he talks about mental toughness with his athletes with his athletes. How much does it take to break you? How much can you withstand before you buckle under the pressure? And that's pretty good. 
Yet another coach defined it simply as this. How bad do you want it? And so somewhere in between those two is where I'd like you to take, to take you today. To identify what the factors are that are part of mental toughness and give you my own shot at blending the simplicity that comes from coaches, but also acknowledging and including some of the research aspects. So over 20 years of research into mental toughness, we've started to see some consistent themes. And so these are things that I think we have to include when we define mental toughness. One, the mentally tough individual is intrinsically motivated. They have a strong set of goals. It goes back to that coach's question of how bad do you want it? Secondly, the mentally tough individual has a great attitude. Typically, that means they're more optimistic. And because they're more optimistic, they have more hope and more belief that their efforts will eventually lead to a breakthrough. Along with this comes the ability to be adaptable. And so if you have the belief that your efforts can have a difference, then you're more willing to try something new. They're more resilient and more persistent. The mentally tough performer has high confidence. It's that belief in their abilities that allows them to make decisions. And they can make those decisions without the doubt and second guessing that comes from those who are less mentally tough. Clearly, they're more focused because they can handle the distractions, the discomfort, or the pressure that's associated with their performance. And they have skills they can rely on to cope in those moments of adversity. And then I'd also have to add, there's certainly a physical component. There's the old coach's line, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And we know from the endurance research that physical fatigue leads to mental fatigue. And mental fatigue can lead to physical fatigue. So that absolutely has to be a component of it. So let's get right down to it. Mental toughness is the ability to focus and perform optimally in all circumstances. That's the definition. To do that requires awareness, both of their thoughts, of their physiology, of the situation, and also an understanding of who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. It requires confidence and composure, true commitment to their why, and as I mentioned, an optimistic attitude. And we can see it through that performer's self-talk, their persistence, their composure, the decisions they make, and then also things like their body language, their poise, and their consistency. That's how I define mental toughness. And that's based on distilling down all the research and the various models that have been published over the last 20 years. So now that we know what it is, 
The real question is, how do we measure it? And most importantly, how do we develop it? And that's a discussion for our next episode. So thanks again for joining us on the Ripple Tank. In our next episode, we're going to do the hard work of identifying and developing mental toughness. In the meantime, go make a ripple. Ripple.